What's up, folks of Gator Country? This is none other than your boy, David Soderquist, along with Andrew Spivey. And after a couple of home games, Florida will travel away to Lexington, Kentucky to take on the Wildcats, a team that here lately has given Florida some of its closest games and some blowouts in between. But the last time these two squared off against each other was in Gainesville, where the first half was pretty close and Dan Mullen was uh, giving Todd Grantham some of the dirty business on the sideline, only to come back in the second half and dominate Kentucky as they should have. Right now, the spread is at negative eight for Florida in this game, which is really kind of odd to me. What do you think about the uh, spread there, Andrew? Uh, Well, I mean, you look at it, and that would be if you take into account the three points that the road team, I mean, the home team automatically gets. So they're technically an 11-point favorite. Uh, You know, I I will say this. Until Kentucky does it, Kentucky's not back. You know, everybody right. wants to talk about Kentucky's second in the East. They're the second best team in the East. Or Kentucky's going to go out and Kentucky's going to knock off Georgia. When they do it, let me know. Until yeah. then, they're pretenders. Until then, they're pretenders. Yeah, Florida has played them close. 33 of the last 34 games have ended in a, a Gator victory. That's yeah. it. That's it. Uh, it's, until, until that changes – it is what it is. You know, you can call it luck. You can call it whatever you may call it. But at the end of the day, Florida House won the game. And I don't I don't think it's any different this year. I, I, I don't. Um, it is a matchup of, you know, number nine ranked uh, offense going against the number nine ranked uh, uh, defense in, in Kentucky. Um, both of their, you know, Florida's rushing attacks good, third in the country right now. Um Kentucky's defense or rushing defense is 20th in the country. So it's going to be a matchup there. Um, you do know Kentucky's going to play hard in this game. Uh, they've done that under Mark Stoops. That is one thing that has, you know, improved under Stoops is that they've been much better, you know, as far as coming out and playing physical. And they're going to play physical football. But this is a team that doesn't throw the ball very good. This is a team that, you know, when they get behind, I don't think they can come back. Um, right. You know, is it going to be loud in Kentucky? Yeah, it's probably going to be a little loud, um, but it only holds 60,000. I think they're planning on bluing it out or something. Um, so, whatever. Who cares? Um, Florida should win this football game. Yeah, no doubt. And we don't have Will Muschamp and Brett Peace, and we don't have uh, Doug Nussmeyer, Colin Blaze, and Jim McElwain eating PB&J sandwiches this time. So, there probably won't be a lot of close games. Although, there have been some blowouts in between the close games. But I'll say this, Kentucky, if you look at who they've played, they haven't really played anybody. I mean, Kentucky, yeah, they're averaging 32 points per game, which right now, from where I looked at, is 41st nationally. Their opponent's defensive statistics, Louisiana Monroe, 87th defense. Missouri, 93rd ranked defense. Chattanooga, not ranked because they're a different division, but they're giving up 19.3 points per game, which is actually pretty good in their division, but they're not playing in this division, so that really just kind of knocks it out. South Carolina, 58th in total defense. So Kentucky really hasn't played any good defenses. And, uh, you know, going and looking at film, man, and I I looked at some of their film, and they turn over the ball a lot. Uh, Kentucky is negative 2.3 in turnover margin, 127th ranked in the nation, and Kentucky is 128th in the nation in giving up fumbles with an average of three fumbles per game. So uh, butterfingers are a huge issue with Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, you know, offensively, they're just they're just okay. I mean, uh, 39th in the country, 443 yards. I mean, they're, they're okay. Um, 
they like to run the ball. That is a something that, you know, we talked about it in the uh, Bama game. You wanted to see Florida's physicality go up against Alabama's physicality. Yep. Florida won that matchup, held them under 100 yards. Once again, you're going into this game and you're wanting to look at Florida's physicality up front on defense against Alabama's physicality up front, uh, or Kentucky's physicality up front on offense. You have to go into this game and you have to respect it for sure. Um, but remember this, and that is Kentucky is not Alabama up front. I don't care what anyone tries to explain to you. I don't care what anyone tries to tell you. Yep. They're not. Florida should be fine. They have to bring it, obviously. They have to do the keys. They have to keep an edge set. They have to tackle when they get there. Um, that wasn't a problem in the Alabama game in the box, in the front seven. Um, that was a major problem on the, when it got to the perimeter, but it was not a problem whatsoever um, in, in the in the box. And, and that's what Florida has to do in this game is, is tackle. Make sure yep. you tackle there. Make sure you set the edge there. Don't allow things to get out of hand. Um, and don't allow your safeties to get their eyes caught up in the backfield because a good running team is able to capitalize off of a team sucking in too much. Kentucky does that. That's what they like to do. They don't like to just drop back and pass. They like to do their RPOs. They like to do their play action, that kind of stuff. So play disciplined football defensively, and you should be fine in this game. Right, and their quarterback, Will Levi's, is it, is it Levi's, like the Levi's jeans? Uh, I think so, something yeah. like that. Will Levi's. Apparently he needs a, a Levi's sponsorship if, uh, you know, the NIL is <laughs> going around. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's his statistics are okay. He's got a well, – not really. They're pretty bad. But uh, 71.4 QBR, 902 yards total for him, seven touchdowns and five interceptions. So, uh, you know, yeah, he's, he's throwing some picks here. Uh, Kentucky is turning the ball over. Their turnover margin is really bad. They fumble more than they throw picks. But uh, – I think this defense, especially with Kyrie Elam back, as Dan Mullen announced today that Kyrie Elam would be back for this game, I think they're going to have a field day, man. I think Kyrie Elam is going to get a couple picks. Uh, I, I won't say a couple, but he'll get one. I think he's going to get one. But I think Florida has a chance, especially in this game, to increase their turnover margin. Right now they're sitting at negative uh, 0.8, which is still not good. You need to be in that plus margin. And I think Florida can do it here especially with Kentucky fumbling the ball as much as they are. And uh, just, they're very turnover prone uh, from what I've seen on film. Their run game, yeah, is intimidating. But, yes, they're intimidating against teams like South Carolina, Chattanooga, Missouri, and Louisiana Monroe. This is a different team. This is Florida. This will be one of their toughest games that they have played on their schedule. Florida's third in the East. Kentucky's second. But I think that changes come Saturday. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, the, the biggest difference in this game kind of – kind of like it happened in the Alabama game, but it wasn't expected to be. And that is you don't really have to worry about quarterback run. Uh, you know, he uh, – Will has rushed 11 times for 25 yards um, in the Missouri game and then five for 30 in the South Carolina game. So, you're not – you're not really – you know, you're not you're not facing Emory Jones. Um, you know, you're not facing uh, Anthony Richardson or, you know, any of those guys that you're going to expect to – to run the ball as well. You're not, you're not really going into that game having to respect it. I mean, you, you got to respect it, but you're not going into that game fearing it um, per se. So, um, you know, and, and the one thing too, and I mean, and this is something to, to remember, and that is 
Kentucky does like to play a lot of backs as well. Yeah. Uh, they, they've had, let's see here, three guys over 20 carries. Um, you got Christopher Rodriguez at 85, um, Smoke at 29, and then, uh, well, technically quarterbacks at 23, so he's your third. But um, they like to rotate backs as well, so they're going to stay fresh. And, you know, you, you have to go into this game remembering that and remembering, again, you have to tackle the running back when you get the opportunity to. Cannot allow him to, you know, be able to bounce off of it and, and that kind of stuff. You cannot allow that to happen because if you do, you're going to have problems, you know, with, with them breaking away. And that that's how you keep a team like Kentucky alive. Allow them to have big plays. I mean, it's happened in the past um, where you've given them some big plays and allowed them to stay in the game. This is a game where you come in there and you put your foot down and you you go up 21 nothing or, you know, 17 to nothing. You should be good. Don't give Kentucky hope. No, don't give them hope at all. And uh, their leading rusher is Chris Rodriguez Jr. He has 513 yards already for the year, which is actually impressive uh, for running back and uh, for, through what, four games. And he's averaging six yards per rush on uh, 85 attempts. So uh, their main back, and he's a big dude. I mean, for 5'11", being 224, that's a big dude to take down. So Florida's really going to have to be on their heels when, you know, that ball gets handed off to him. And, and obviously, you know, we've, we've talked about it the past two games. Missed tackles were a huge thing for Florida. They still kind of are right now. Uh, this game, luckily for Florida, though, it has been more in the perimeter of one on one. It hasn't been so much in that in that box with the front seven. Luckily, um, it hasn't been that bad. So, um, you know, I, I think that's a key to continue. Uh, by the way, I mean, I remember this guy from recruiting, but. Cavoius Smoke, I believe. I don't know oh, yeah. how to say his name. Smoke. But you get the name Smoke, you better be good. You better be smoking people. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're playing running back, man. Yeah. He's uh, doing all right. I mean, 29 for 148 on the air. I mean, he's all right. But, yeah. I mean, again, you know, you 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 have to – you have to go into this game preparing to shut the run down. Um, right. Obviously, they you know they've got a couple of receivers that are that are okay. Um, Wandell Robinson, you know he he's twenty five catches on the year four or two, averaging sixteen uh, per uh, per catch. You know he's he's okay. Um, but there are, it's more there are more of your guys that are I don't want to say scat scat receivers but they but they kind of are robinson and and um josh uh josh ali are both you know under six foot um you know so so you like your chances with elam with helm with um blades and perkins and whoever it may be in this game um but again the key has got to be with your defense keeping your eyes on the ball do not get sucked in by the play action. Do not do that. Make sure that you're you're playing your game of football, your assignment football, and you'll be okay in this game. Yeah, and you talk about that uh, defensive interior line there. Uh, Kentucky's currently right now 56 in the nation at sacks, giving up, giving up an average of two sacks a game. And, uh, you know, interior defensive line, can they get more sacks than two sacks this game? I think they can. They have the uh, talent – on that defensive line. It seemed like early on in the Tennessee game last week, they struggled a little bit, but uh, really actually <laughs> gave Tennessee fits there after a while. So, yeah, I mean, you obviously, you know, teams have been scheming around Florida's defensive line. They haven't really ran up the middle that much. You see a lot of, uh, like we were talking about, dink and dunks. You see the dink and dunk 
side pass to the sideline, get a receiver, get a running back out there, get like two, three-yard chunks. And they always, they, I mean, these teams are going to try to chew up clock because Florida loves to run the ball and chew up clock as well. So they're going to try to get more time in possession on Florida than they can. So, yeah, they're really going to have to scheme around Florida's defensive line. And it's, it's we, we've got to be able to set the edge. And I think a lot of teams watching film see that and see the missed tackles. They see the missed tackles from Tennessee game and Alabama on, on the sideline. And it, and it sucks not having Ventrell Miller there. It really does. But, you know, at the same time, you've got Mohamed Diabate, Tyron Hopper, those guys that have been in there two, three years. you got uh, Trey Dean out there at, at safety. you got those guys that have been there two to three years. They need to step up, and they need to start making tackles. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you, you got to do that. I mean, that's your – that's your biggest thing is you got to go in and you got to, you got to play discipline football uh, offensively for Florida, play your game, you know, p- play your game. I mean, your, oh, yeah. your offense again has done a really, really good job of getting to the second level from your offensive line standpoint. Even last week when Reese and Delance didn't play a ton and when Reese didn't play at all, and you were with, uh, Braun and Tarquan, um, they were still doing a good job of getting to that second level. Kingsley the same way. Um, Kingsley is apparently good to go according to Dan Mullen, according to what we've heard. Um, he's good to go. So that's a key um, in this game. Um, again, you know that you're going to go up against a, a defensive line for, for Kentucky. That's, that's going to be good. They're going to be physical. Um, and they're going to come into this game, you know, knowing, hey, Florida wants to line up and run the football down our throat. And just like I say with everybody, and, you know, if you're a football team and you're a good football team, you kind of get pissed off about that, uh, you know, team lining up and going right at you. So, um, but, but again, that's Florida's MO this year. They're going to line up and run right at you. Um, and, you know, you're going to have Emory. You're going to have the um, Anthony Richardson back again this week. So you're going to have a little bit more kinks in the armor uh, to go. And, um, again, you feel very good, at least myself. I feel very good in saying that I like Florida up front against this team. I mean, they're not as big as they kind of have been in the past. Um, you know, they, they've had some monsters uh, – what's the guy's name there was a a big defensive tackle they had two years ago that was like 350 pounds he was he wasn't dad's size but he was a monster um he wasn't trying to you know so he wasn't trying to break ankles was he no it wasn't him not like Cash Um, Daniels right no not like Cash Daniels I mean they're big still I mean they're you know they're their nose tackles 350 I mean he's he's a big old boy um but their depth and, and their, you know, their ability um, isn't there like it used to be um, the last few years. So you like your chances still to get there. And, again, with those big defensive tackles, I like Emory on the speed option. I like uh, Emory, you know, getting to the edge a little bit and running against those guys. So, um, you know, if you're Florida, no, no need to change your game plan. Line up, play assignment football. Allow your, your offensive lineman to get to that second level, and you feel pretty good. Yeah, and a lot of people, you said Kentucky was ranked 20th. Some sites got them at 5th in, in total rush defense. And a lot of people were saying on Twitter, social media, that, oh, Kentucky is, is stopping the run pretty well. Obviously, yeah, their opponents are. Uh, so I dug up a stat, and uh, this is what I had posted on Twitter. I said, Florida's in Florida's three games, their opponents were ranked higher in rushing yards allowed until they played Florida. Before playing Florida, USF was 89th, Alabama was 26th, Tennessee was 12th. After playing Florida... USF was 124th, Alabama was 78th, and Tennessee was 54th. So take that for what you will. 
I think the offensive line has proven to be able to take on the best of the best, especially at Alabama, who consistently recruits five-star talent on that defensive line. These guys that are coming out of high school that are like 325 pounds, 350, uh, these really big, strong guys. So, you know, take it for what you will. Kentucky doesn't recruit as well as Alabama anyway, but I think Florida's not going to have a, a tough time. And, and another thing, it, hats off to this offensive line. Florida's ranked 11th in sacks, giving up .8 per game on average. Says a lot about this offensive line. And actually, you know, a little bit about Emory Jones' capability as well. you got to hand it off to him, too, not, and, and not taking sacks, uh, you know, throwing the football out of bounds when he can and not throwing it up for grabs like he did in the Ole Miss game, you know, the first game of the season back <laughs> back in 2020. So, I mean, Emory Jones has been taking care of the football, and, and the offensive line has been playing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, you have to give Emory, you know, the credit, a lot of the credit there as well, um, because they they are, you know, there he is – when the pressure is getting there, he's understanding that and either throwing away or, or taking off and running. And, and, you know, you, you expect that is if you have a high sack rate with the mobile quarterback, something's wrong um, with the quarterback and with the offense line. If, if you have that. So, um, you, you know, that you're good there. Um, obviously you still need the tight ends. And, you know, I know some people on our website was, um, bothered a little bit by my comment that, you know, the perimeter blocking hasn't been good. That needs to get better. You know, and I, I said this last week and I'll say it again this week. Your goal this week is to be better than last week. Yeah. Whether Tennessee's better than Kentucky, Kentucky's better than Tennessee, who gives a crap? Your opponent is yourself. You need to be better than you were last week. That, that goes for Emory. That goes for Anthony Richardson. You know, you got Richardson back. You want to see him healthy. That goes for the defense. That goes for everybody. You need to be better than you were last week. Um, your goal is not – your end goal is not to beat Kentucky um, at the end of the year. Now, obviously, you need to win this game and you beat Kentucky, but your end goal at the end of the year is being Atlanta. Right. That obviously means beating Kentucky, but that also means getting better this week uh, in, in this game. Um, you know, I, I, again – does it scare me, worry me that, you know, Kentucky's 20th in the country or 6th in the country, depending on where you're looking at in rushing yards? I mean, it's it's something to monitor. It's yeah. something for you and I to talk about. But at the end of the day, they've played nobody. They haven't, you know, they haven't went up against Georgia yet. They haven't went up against uh, Arkansas or, or Alabama or any of those other ones. They went up against South Carolina, who is bad. Um, you know, they, they almost lost to, what was it, Eastern Kentucky? Chattanooga. Chattanooga. UT Chattanooga. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, th th those stats mean nothing to me. They, 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 just, they don't um, – I mean, obviously it says Kentucky's pretty good against the run. Hey, cool. So was Alabama. So it's Tennessee. You know, Florida had more yards in the Tennessee game against Tennessee than they'd given up in the three games before. So, yeah, Florida's game is to run the ball. They're going to be fine. Um, obviously, you got to play mistake-free mistake -free football. You want to see, you know, how these guys react to their first true road environment. And I know they played USF, and I know there was a bunch of USF fans there. But at the end of the day, that wasn't a true road environment. So you want to see how those guys respond. This is Emory's first start in a true road environment. Um, you know, you, you're going to have to do a little silent count, I'm sure. You're going to have to, you know, mix it up a little bit. But you want to see all that stuff. And um, obviously, it's a good opportunity. This is Kentucky's championship again. Kentucky wants to get to that next level, and they started by beating Florida. That's it. And guess what? 
somebody's back for this game that we haven't mentioned. That is a guy by the name of Anthony Richardson, number 15, AR-15. Uh, that is a uh, a huge get back for the Florida Gators. Coming off that hamstring injury, Dan Mullen said that he was 100% good to go. Uh, said his MRI came back, great, but he said that the last two weeks. But I, it, to me, and, and then hearing him talk in the press conferences, it looks like uh, Anthony Richardson will be back for this game. If if, if he needs to play, He, he may, I'm sure he'll put him in the game at some point. Uh, but... He's definitely 100%. He'll be here ready to play. So uh, we get back Elam, get back Richardson. Uh, all is good in the hood at the University of Florida. Yeah, I mean, you know, people have said, you know, what makes you think he's going to play this week? You know, Mullen said that the last two weeks. No. It's totally different mindset of what's being said this week compared to last week. I mean, Emory Jones kind of let the cat out of the bag when he said, you know, he's going to play. Uh, and so you expect that he's going to go into this game and, and he's going to play – I kind of figured from the get-go when he got hurt that that was going to be the plan. Um, you know, Dan Mullen said it, and, and it's an old baseball analogy, but if you feel 100% today, wait a game, and you'll really feel 100%. You'll know for sure you're 100%. And I, I like that mindset. Again, would it have been great for for Anthony to play in the Alabama game? Sure, but once again, it didn't mean anything. Um if he was gone and couldn't play the rest of the year, Tennessee, you didn't need him. You knew you didn't need him. Do you need him in this Kentucky game? Probably not, but you need to start working him back because yep. you know what? Th- it's three games, right? Before Georgia or two games before Georgia, yeah, uh, this game and then two more. Yeah. Uh, so you, you need to start working him back in this game, making sure he's healthy and ready to go. So I fully expect him to play. Um, I think Kyrie plays as well. Um, I, I think Florida will be good, except for, you know, Ventrell, who's gone for the year pretty much, and uh, Jaden and uh, Kamar. Uh, yeah, I think everybody else will be good. I think Kingsley plays, um, Delance plays, Reese plays, Elon plays, and Richardson plays. So you should be good. You should be healthy. And, um, you know, it's an opportunity to go up there and take care of business. It's an opportunity to shut up some of the media. I mean, um, Kentucky media, I, I guess they think this is basketball. Yeah. Because they're wrong every single solitary year about this is the year Kentucky's going to be good. Bro, it's never the year Kentucky's going to be good. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of reminding me of a little bit of UCF vibes with, with these Kentucky fans out here. Uh, well, yeah, we're going to be good, and then the, you still don't wind up in the playoff and you're unranked by the end of the year. Same with Notre Dame yeah. fans, same thing. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, you're right, though. Uh, you got to get Anthony Richardson in this game somehow. You know, whether you're ahead or you're not, you, you got you to at least get him in the game. You got Kentucky on the schedule, then you got Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's going to be e- easy as pie. They're about the worst team in the SEC. And then... Going into October 16th, you'll have LSU. So, yeah, you definitely, uh, you know, LSU is down, but they're not that down to me. I think LSU is more of a team that's capable of challenging Florida with the talent that they recruit. I know um, Ed Ogeron isn't the best head coach out there, but LSU still does have talent. And, uh, you know, I'm not taking that game lightly after what happened last year. But, you know, obviously if you would have played Oh, that's a piss-off game. You'd have won the game. That's a piss-off game, I mean. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to go in that game pissed off, ready to go. But, uh, you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. We got Vandy uh, next week, um, and that's that's a big one at noon. So, um, you know, we'll, um, we'll we'll see where that goes. But, um, again, just to kind of get things, you know, wrap up the, the preview per, per se of this, because there's a lot of big games we need to talk about. Um, you know, it just you, you've got to handle business. 
you got to go in there and you got to play physical football and be more physical than Kentucky. Kentucky is a team who prides herself on being physical, prides herself on, you know, being able to line up hat on hat and, and beat you. That's Florida's game this year. And Florida should take pride and confidence in their self that they were able to do that in the, uh, in the Alabama game and should be able to go into this game with the confidence that they can do the same. And, um, you know, don't let it get to the, to the point where it was the last few, um, you know, times where you had to have some, you know, big plays at late in the game and some miracles to win the game because, you know, you're trying to impress the country. You're trying to impress the the, the national media. You're trying to uh, impress the college football committee. You're trying to impress all those guys and, you know, pitting up, you know, I, everybody says, well, it's not BCS era where it's style points. It's always style points. Always. Yeah, I'm just, I'm baffled by the spread. I don't even understand why it's just an eight-point spread. It should be a little bit higher than that. I, well, I, again, you got to think it's basically 11 because you get three for being in the road team automatically yeah. uh, or for being the home team. So you get three there. So it's basically 11. It's an SEC game. You know, I, I get it. Um, I'm okay with that. Um you know, I mean, again, Kentucky has played them close. It has been a one-score game the last few years. So, you, you know, you give them that respect per se in that. But, uh, again, what w- the spread doesn't mean anything on the field. Right. And uh, get in the red zone. Um, Kentucky's giving up points every time they're in the red zone. Uh, last week, we improved our red zone percentage by 90.91%. So, we're giving up, you know, not giving up 10% of them. So I, I say we improved that red zone stat too. Let's hope that Kentucky just doesn't even make it to the red zone. But if they do, let's improve that stat, man. Let's keep them, at least hold them to field goals. Don't let them get touchdowns. So, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, any final thoughts there? And then we'll go pick some players. Final thoughts. I think Tennessee's a better team than Kentucky, if you ask me. If they were to play on the field right now and I was betting money, I would bet money on Tennessee over Kentucky. That's just me. What about you? We'll see. Um, I don't. I don't believe in either team's quarterbacks. No, um, I don't. I, I think both teams' quarterbacks are are trash. Um, I don't think either one of them can throw the ball very well. Um, I think Kentucky may be a little more physical um, right now, um, but we'll see. You know, I mean, obviously, you. I'm I'm more of an eye test kind of guy, and I, you know I like to see okay, well Florida's what Florida does against them, and then you know you you see you know what Florida did against um, Tennessee last week, and look at it that way. Um, but you know I, I guess I give the edge a little bit to Kentucky um, over Tennessee. Um, I think they have a, even a little bit more talent than Tennessee, and that's that's sad to say, but um, we'll see, we'll see for sure. Uh, you're up first, my man. Who you got first? Elam, man, he's coming back. Got to get Elam. Uh, t- uh, Kentucky's turning over the ball a lot. Uh, they're throwing picks. They're uh, they're more fumbling than they are throwing picks. But I, I I'm gonna pick Elam. I'll pick Elam here for. Uh, uh, he's gonna come back, and I think he's gonna make a, a huge impression. They've already uh, had a guy call out one of. Uh, I think call out Elam, a, a player or something that didn't work out last year against Pitts. So uh, no. yeah. I, who called him out? I don't know. There is some rumor going around that some player called him out. I, I, oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot to mention uh, these uh, six Kentucky players that were arrested for burglary oh, are brother, suddenly yeah. able to play now uh, in March. That's that's magical because I remember our credit card scandal. None of those players came back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, my first pick. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. Yeah, I'm gonna go back with Pierce. Physical game. That's Damian's game. 
I'll go with you. I'll raise your running back. I'm going to go with Davis. Davis has been playing pretty damn good. I'm okay. going to pick Malik Davis. So we're going to have a little one-two combo here on the running backs. We're going to see who gets more carries and who gets more uh, rushing touchdowns and yards. So how about this? Whether Damian Pierce and Malik Davis have, have a good game or not, which they're probably going to have a good game. Our offensive line is awesome. Let's do this with Malik Davis. Whoever has the better stats between Damian Pierce and Malik Davis gets the victory. Cool. I'm right, cool with that. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy on defense, so, and I'm uh, uh, I'm going to go with Zach Carter. Big game. Zach had a big game in the Bama game. Um, big games are for big-time players, and um, I think Zach, you know, probably plays a little bit of uh, – uh, or plays a little bit more of that defensive end role that he's, you know, very accustomed to. And, and I mean, he's played that a lot, but he rotates in at D-tackle. You're going to go with a bigger front. Um, so, I, I like Zach at pick number two. I'm going to go ahead and pick a guy that was all over the field last week, Dean. handcuff time, Dean. Yeah. number zero. He was a madman last week, and he played, like he played the best out of all the defensive backs back there. So I'm going to go ahead with Dean. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the easy pick. That's Emory Jones. Yeah. You know, you, I mean, it's uh, guys playing ball. <laughs> Guy's playing really good ball. So, uh, I'm going to go with him. Um, I think he continues to, to show everybody why he is, you know, a, a guy that Mullen trusts and believes in. So, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Emory. And I think that uh, I, I do. I continue to think that, you know, that he's going to continue to play well. I know Richardson's back and he's going to play some. But, hey, that takes a little bit of pressure off Emory, too. You don't run the ball yep. and get bang, as banged up with Emory. So, um, we'll see. Interested to see, you know, just how they use uh, Richardson this week. Um, and, and, you know, how involved they get him, um, if, he, if he's full on or if they kind of try to slowly ease him back into things. Yeah, uh, see, I was gonna, I was thinking about picking Richardson, but I don't know how much we're going to see of him. But the guy only needs like one or two plays anyway. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I Let's, actually, um, I like the scenario. Uh, before we go to the games, I like the scenario now with Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson. Now Emory Jones kind of isn't really looking over his shoulder anymore because he's, he's had, yeah. I mean, you, you almost beat Alabama. You have a good win over Tennessee. You haven't thrown any picks. So he kind of now doesn't feel like he's looking over his shoulder as much, I guess. It, it, even if he wasn't, he may not have even been feeling that from the beginning. But now you got him in. He's he set in there now. So now he's not going to be as scared now that Anthony Richardson is back because he's established himself. So he's done pretty good. That's all right. I had to say. Now we can go into the other games. If you want. Yeah, and I mean, and he shouldn't. He shouldn't look over his shoulder right now. Um, you know, you, you've you led this team to, to a good start. And, you know, Again, he's not the reason you lost the Alabama game. So, no. you know, I'm good with that. Yeah. I just, God, to me, I'm just like, man, if Anthony Richardson was in these games, man, you know, but that's another story for another day. Hey, you get it in Jacksonville in a couple weeks. Yeah, exactly. We'll get to we'll, Let's go. Let's start with that one in Athens, where game day is going to be. Arkansas travels to take on Georgia. A noon game. You get to wake up to a uh, top 10 matchup between Arkansas and Georgia. Right now, it looks like they got them at 89.1% to win the game, Georgia, which is 18 and a half points favored. Jesus. I think we're both going to pick Georgia here, but do they cover? If I'm betting money, I'm picking Georgia, but I really want Arkansas to beat the crap out of them. But (laughs) You know, I'm saying Georgia wins, but they don't cover. Yeah, I I I don't know how good their offense really is. They haven't played anybody yet, so they're going to play yeah. a, a defense that's what uh, allowing only 144 yards a game and uh, only allowing 123 rush yards. And they played A and M, Texas, 
you know, I, okay. Well, I mean, they've set a they've set a resume, I guess. I mean, they had Georgia Southern and Rice, but they beat the tar out of Georgia Southern. So yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, they they won curious. the games. They won they won the big game against Texas, and then they they beat A and M, who everyone was high on. Granted, A and M didn't have their starting quarterback, but you know they still beat them. So I'll um, tell you this: I, I think it's I think Georgia wins, but I I think Arkansas covers. Exactly. And I'll, I'll tell you this. Georgia's only allowing 5.8 points per game. That's going to increase after this week. Yeah, 100%. Um, let's go to the 3.30 kick. Right. Bama, an old Miss. Saban doesn't lose to his assistants, so it's pretty easy for me where I'm going here. 14.5-point um, favorites is Alabama. Um, I don't think they cover, but they win the game. Yeah, this is going to be – I'm thinking this is going to be barn burner. I mean – they're pretty much even on all spectrums, except for total yards. Uh, uh, Ole Miss has 635.3 to their 465 in offense. But Ole Miss, if you look at their schedule, they really haven't played anybody. They had a ranked 11 matchup, but the the guy, the, the team, I mean, in Indiana, they're, eh, they're whatever. Um, this will be their first yeah. matchup. I mean, It'll be for the first tough matchups. It's going to be hard to tell. Uh, I mean, if you're averaging 52.7 points per game, I mean, it's, it's going to be the number one offense against the number three defense. Or yeah. number three offense, excuse me. Number yeah. one offense versus number three offense. So Two of the top guys for the Heisman. Yeah, two of the top guys for the Heisman, no doubt. And and, and they're pretty even across the board if you look at stats-wise. So. If you remember last year, I mean, the score looks a little more lopsided than it was, but that was a close game. I mean, I think Ole Miss had two turnovers. That was the the difference in the game. Um, but uh, if you, if you look at that game, that was a barn burner for both, both teams. They were scoring. So uh, again, I think Bama wins, but I think, um, I don't think they cover. I'll tell you what though, if Matt Corral wins, he's uh head up for the Heisman. He's going to be number one. 100%. Now. Oh yeah. I don't blame him. Lane Kiffin may be uh, getting the USC job tomorrow. If that happens. <laughs> going back to his old stomping grounds, right? Yeah. Cincinnati. A two-point favorite as they head to Notre Dame. Cincinnati. That's that's me too. I think Cincinnati's good here. I think they I think they win. Um, a little better offense, four hundred thirty-seven yards per game. Um, scoring forty-three a game. Man, play nobody either. But um, yeah, I like um, I like Cincinnati. Yeah, this is a this is a funny thing too. They got uh, Cincinnati at negative two. <laughs> that's pretty funny. It's funny to me yeah. anyway. Baylor traveling to Oki State. Baylor and Oklahoma State. 21 versus 19. Hmm. Haven't thought about that. I am going, I think I'm going to go with Oki State here. Nah, that's me too. I think I'll go Oki State. Last one, that's I think a big one. Auburn, probably with TJ Finley, former Auburn quarterback. I mean, former LSU quarterback. Um, at night, um, eight o'clock local kick in uh, Baton Rouge. Um, do you think Auburn pulls it out, or does LSU get back on track? Oh man, that is actually a tough one. That is really, really tough. Um, I like Tank Bigsby. I do like him. I think he's a great running back. Um, I think Max Johnson's a better quarterback. That actually, they they bench Bo Nix. They they got a <laughs> they got the other former LSU quarterback, don't they? Is, uh, um yeah that yeah i mean finley's their their quarterback and it's going to be lsu um, quarterback versus lsu quarterback finley finley is an alabama native 
um, Montgomery guy. Um, you know, but he gets to return to Baton Rouge. I'll tell you what. I think Finley's going to be out for uh, for revenge. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Auburn. Okay, uh, I got Auburn too. Um, I don't. I don't. Uh, no, I say that night game Death Valley. You know, I, I go LSU night night game in Death Valley. It's that's tough. If that's it, tough. If it was Bo Nix at quarterback, I'd pick LSU. He just overthrows everything. Yeah. Even his uh, what has he got? That T sponsorship, Milo's. Yeah, um, T and uh, don't he have Bojangles too? I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Here's another game. Uh, Oklahoma's been playing pretty bad. They're playing against yeah. Kansas State. You think uh, Kansas State can pull off this? Up no, there? man, Kansas State ain't no good. You sure about that? You're overthinking it. I'm probably am overthinking it. Yeah, you're overthinking it. They upset Oregon them. In the, Oregon in the trees play. Maybe the trees can knock off the ducks. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What do you got? What time is that game? Three thirty. Uh, it's at three thirty. I'll yeah. be watching Ole Miss Alabama, but uh, nah, Stanford. Eh. I think Oregon. This is a great week of football. <laughs> I mean, a great week of football from start. I mean, honestly, from eleven o'clock. Um, kick. Well, no, it's no, it's in Georgia, so it's a twelve o'clock kick. Um, I keep thinking it's in Arkansas for some reason. So it's a twelve o'clock kick for uh, for Georgia. And then you have a, a nine o'clock, you know, Eastern time kick for LSU Auburn. You can get some good football. Yeah. Uh, I'd hate to be LSU and Auburn though, man. I mean, nine o'clock sit in that, sit in the hotel. I mean, those, both of those coaching staff gotta just be super, super smart about, you know, making sure the guys are up moving around. They're not just, you know, lounging all day. You know, you gotta, you got to, got to be um, doing stuff, but you have to, you know, you have to out, you have to weigh out, you know, how much rest because it is a late game. Um, You know, you probably let them sleep till, you know, nine, I would say probably. And I'm glad, I'm glad that's not my team. Those days suck. Well, all you got to do is have, to have Ogeron talk to the uh, LSU guys, and they'll keep him up all day because his voice yeah. is pretty loud. And, yeah, for real. Um, do you think Florida covers? See, Oh, yeah, eight points? Yeah, they'll cover that eight points. Uh, okay. I, I think Florida's going to – I always say this. I think Florida's going to boat race them, though. I, they should. They should boat race them. We'll say that. Uh, no missed tackles, no interceptions, Florida boat races them. 31-17 is what I got. I'm going to go ahead and pick – 38-17. So, I'll do 38-17. Okay. Yeah, 31-17 is kind of where I go in this game. I think Florida's fine. Um, Got to go in, handle business, and, um, you know, do your job. That's the thing. Do your job. Get better this week than you were last week. you still got plenty of mistakes to clean up. Clean them up. I got another big question for you. Do, does uh, Florida State continue their defeated streak? Yeah, Syracuse. Uh, oh, Syracuse is terrible, too, man. Oof. You think they can? No, nah, beat- Syracuse wins. Yeah, you think they can beat uh? Who's Miami State? play? Virginia. Yeah, both teams suck too. Um, yeah, I'm picking, Vir- I'm picking Virginia. Virginia. I'm just gonna pick Virginia because probably like Miami, Miami win. Uh, I think Miami wins that game, but uh, Miami has a better over- head for either one. They have the better overall talent. Yes, this King play is the biggest question. Ooh, Tennessee, Missouri. Uh, Tennessee should win that game. Oof, I say that. Missouri's not any good, though. Missouri. Well, if Tennessee, Missouri it. if Tennessee blows out Missouri, then that'll make me feel a lot better about the Kentucky game. Yeah, I mean, the, the issue with Missouri is, is that game in Knoxville or in Columbia? 
It says that this game is here. Let me find it again. It says it's in Columbia. See, that's tough. It's tough to go out there. It's a long trip that a lot of these guys aren't accustomed to. Not not as bad for, for Tennessee as it is Florida. Uh, I'm going to say Tennessee. Uh, again, don't put a gun to my head. Yeah, I don't see any other matchups that – I mean, Ohio State versus Rutgers. I'm picking Ohio Man. State in that. Uh, Texas Tech, Chiano. West Virginia. UCF, Navy, I'm picking UCF. Um, yeah, there's not really any other good games on the slate. But, dude, waking up – what a great college football week it is. It is always great to wake up at, you know, 10 o'clock, 9, 10 o'clock, watch some college game day or whatever your game day traditions are. Start from all the way from noon all the way till 9 o'clock, and then you can watch Auburn and LSU play. So you yeah. have good games from all the way here to there. And I'll be – I'm obviously going to be streaming a lot of games while I'm watching ours. Uh, but, yeah, hopefully we get a good Florida win here, a good blowout, and then uh, maybe we see some uh, shaking up over there in the top ten and hopefully helps Florida out a little bit. Yeah, I'll be streaming that for um, Bray's Met series. Let's get down to the to the wire. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's do it. Let's get out of here. Let's get ready uh, for Wildcats and Gators, and then uh, get next week uh, snoozer at noon with the Gators and Vanderbilt. Florida, Kentucky at an odd time at six o'clock, not seven o'clock, not three thirty, not noon, not even one o'clock. What was the SEC thinking? Like yeah. you know, I, I get that you know you wanted, but. Uh, outside of Auburn fans and LSU fans, who cares about that game? Like, why is Florida not a seven o'clock kick? Because you have a great game with, with Georgia. Everybody's going to be watching that in the country. Alabama, this, there's no way a CBS game is over by six o'clock for a three thirty kick. No way. They might be at halftime by then. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't get why they do that. Um, I don't know. I'll be streaming it, though. I'll be watching a lot of other games streaming that. You got Arkansas, Georgia, Tennessee, Missouri, if you're SEC guy. You got Ole Miss, Alabama, Troy, South Carolina, Florida, Kentucky, Mississippi State, and Texas A&M. Uh, might be a close one there. I don't know. Hold on now. My big one is my South Alabama Jaguars host Louisiana Lafayette. Jaguars are 3-0, one of the few teams in the country remaining undefeated. Well, hopefully they can go 4-0. Jay's up, my man. Hopefully we'll get Andrew Spivey, a victory from the Atlanta Braves, and uh, a couple more. Hey, that way they can close the, uh, the yeah, season. Yeah, we're planning to clinch. Let's do it. Let's do Maybe it. Maybe the Falcons will win again. Hey, they surprised everybody last week. Yeah, how about that uh, Falcons victory over the Giants, man? Neither team know how to use former Florida Gators, that's for sure. Uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, my fantasy team, sucks. Um, last week because uh, Falcons decided he wanted to be a blocking tight end. And the Giants forgot that they drafted a man named Kadarius Tony, pick number 20, what, two, four, something like that in yeah. the first round? Two, yeah, pretty stupid. Two first-round draft picks wasted last week. Pretty yeah, cool. so <laughs> anyway. get us out of here, my man, and All we right. will be ready to go. All right, Florida faces off against Kentucky and Lexington. Florida is a negative eight-point favorite in this game. So uh, Florida takes on. Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky, right there at 6 p.m. And you got a huge slate of SEC games, two top 10 matchups as well. And good football all day from 12 o'clock noon all the way to 12 o'clock midnight if you're interested in watching LSU and Auburn play towards the end of the night. But that'll wrap it up for this episode of the GatorCountry.com podcast. You can follow me at SoderquistGC on Twitter. You can follow Andrew Spivey at Andrew Spivey GC 
on Twitter as well. That'll wrap it up, folks, for this episode of the GatorCountry.com podcast.